Merry Christmas. Welcome to Anchor. We're so glad you're here with us tonight. If you're joining us online, we're glad you're here. Advent means arrival. We celebrate the arrival of Jesus, the greatest gift ever given to the world. A Savior had been promised to God's people for centuries. And for centuries, they longed and prayed for rescue to no avail. Yet on the right day, in the right place, at the right time, Jesus was born. Galatians 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The wait was over. Our wait is over. Jesus has come. Christmas reminds us that God comes through on his promises. He is a promise maker and a promise keeper. So let's stand and let's worship this evening.
Christmas. We're so glad you're here to worship with us. Would you turn to someone next to you? Tell them you're glad they're here. Tell them Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas Eve. We're so thrilled that you are here tonight. And um, what a special service it is, remembering the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the last weekend of the year. Can you believe it? And so we had a Christmas Eve service, Christmas Eve Eve service yesterday, Christmas Eve service today, and you are all invited tomorrow morning to a Christmas Day service, 11 a.m., right here. It's going to be totally different from this service, and so you are all invited to that. Just one service tomorrow, Sunday morning, 11 a.m., and you're allowed to wear your pajamas if you want to, because let's face it, it's going to be a great morning, and you'll want to just get here, so wear those reindeer slippers if you want to. Each service this weekend, we're taking up an offering, because sometimes people can only make it to one service because they're hosting or traveling or whatever, so we're going to take up an offering tonight, so if you're able to give tonight, or you can give online, but this is actually the last weekend of the year for you to complete whatever your commitment was to the Lord. So the ushers are coming forward. We're going to take up an offering. And during the offering, we have a special testimony video. Somebody from our church named Al has a wonderful Christmas testimony to share with you. So let's pray and we'll take up the offering and then we'll hear Al's story. Lord Jesus, thank you for tonight when we remember that you came down to rescue us. Bless us this weekend as we reflect on what we can never fully understand, God with us. Fill us with joy because heaven came down. And we thank you, Jesus, that you were born king to save us. So bless this service and these offerings, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, hello, my name is Algis Motoris, but you can call me Al. And I have a Christmas story to tell. When I was growing up as a little kid in England, I don't remember anything about Christmas. Only when I came here as a 10-year-old in the stage did my memories from Christmas come, and they were not pleasant. I was a Scrooge. I didn't like Christmas. Well, on Christmas Day, 1979, I got a phone call from my brother. I heard the phone ring. When I picked up the phone, I didn't hear anything. And uh, I didn't pay any attention to it. So I went to Christmas dinner, it was great. I went to bed Christmas night, and I wake up the day after Christmas, three o'clock, the whole world is spinning. I am in misery at what happened. And the bowling book ambulance came like that. I, it was amazing. I'm in the hospital, I'm thinking, season's greetings, see? I was right being a Scrooge. And I was in the hospital. The doctor told me, you've lost hearing in your right ear permanently. And uh, you will not be able to use a hearing aid. Then my whole world collapsed. I was terrified because I had a flashback from years before even my cancer. And I told God, I said, God, if anything ever happens to me, don't do anything to my hearing. Because 
music was like a drug to me. And when the doctor told me I lost my hearing, I was petrified and no one could help me. No one could help me. And then it happened in my sleep, my hearing loss. So I thought, I'm afraid to go to sleep. What happens if I fall asleep? One day and the other ear goes, then I'll be deaf. So I was in my hospital room at Edwards Hospital in Naperville and a man came to see me. And I thought, where did he come from and how did he find me? Well, that's a long story, but it was a God thing, the whole connection. So he was reaching out to the Lithuanian speaking people, which I do speak Lithuanian. And he wanted to present the gospel to me. And uh, I was in such a bad state. And then he explained the gospel to me. You know, we have, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And uh, Christ came as a propitiation for our sins. And to become born again, one has to accept Christ as a savior. Well, this was all new to me. However, I was so desperate. I was so scared. I remember sitting in my bed. All these ideas were new to me. But I wanted the truth so badly. I remember sitting up in my bed, taking my fist and pounding the mattress and saying, God, today I want to know your truth. He says, well, let's pray. And I says, you know what? I don't think I can pray. I'm embarrassed. I don't know how. So he said, repeat after me the prayer of repentance, accepting Christ as a savior, uh, believing I'm a sinner that, Christ, sinner that Christ died for my sins. He died for the world, but he died for Al's sins. And I want him to be not just my savior, but the Lord of my life. So I said these, this prayer in two languages, half English, half Lithuanian. And uh, when I was finished, I didn't hear a choir. I didn't hear a symphony. But I felt such a tremendous relief. A burden was lifted off my shoulders, which I had been carrying for years. The cancer I had did not break me. The fact that I lost my hearing, the one thing I told God not to do, he did. He did it on Christmas Day. And so now every Christmas, I spend time in reflection. I get closer to the Lord because I realize how much he loved me. So I'm no longer a Scrooge, but I believe in all my heart that he gave me a Christmas present that keeps on giving and it's going to last for eternity and I will be eternally grateful. Praise God, he is still transforming lives on Christmas. We're going to hear about the shepherds tonight in our reflection from Luke chapter 2. And each year we pick a theme. The theme this year was go tell it on the mountain. We're learning from the shepherds tonight what it means to become messengers of the greatest news that earth has ever received. When we do Advent, we usually uh, pick words like light, joy, peace, and we light a candle each week. This year we pick the names of Christ. So tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to finish that up, and we're going to uh, have a whole sermon on the names of Jesus Christ. If we're going to tell it on the mountain, who is it that we're telling people about? But tonight in Luke 2, 8, we're going to hear the shepherd's story. 
And we're going seven miles south of Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And God is going to let the shepherds know the best news earth has ever heard first. God has a history with shepherds. The first shepherd in the Bible was Abel. That goes all the way back near the Garden of Eden. Abraham was the founding father of Israel, and he was a shepherd. Moses, what was he doing when the burning bush talked to him? He was watching the sheep. David, the greatest king of Israel, he got pulled out of watching sheep to go to the battlefield to kill Goliath. And Jesus is the good shepherd. Think of all the different things that Jesus has been called and that Jesus could be called, but to be called the good shepherd is so humble for the king of all creation. He shows us God's love and care because Jesus is a good shepherd. He came to watch over us. That's such humility. And coming into this world in a lower class, poor family, in a nation that was swallowed up by the mighty Roman Empire, Jesus didn't come into this world to be pampered or shielded from what humanity means. He actually came down because he was going to become fully like us. Octavian, the great nephew of Julius Caesar, was on the throne in Rome. He didn't get invited to the first Christmas party, but the shepherds did. We see that God isn't watching the Oscars. He's not impressed by their fashion or their awards. He doesn't care who thanks him. His eye is on the shepherds, the ordinary people like you and me. Let's pray, and then we'll learn from the shepherds tonight. Jesus, we pray that as we open your word, that you would give us that same joy that the shepherds found. Lord, thank you that when you came down, the news was told not to the wise, the rich, the mighty, the haughty, but to the lowly, to the shepherds. Show us what that means for us, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it says in Luke 2, verse 8, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Well, the first thing we observe here from the shepherds is they saw the light the very light of heaven. An angel appeared, and we need to see the light, the light that we need a Savior. The fact that it was dark out is not by accident. Darkness in the Bible often symbolizes the sad, hopeless condition of humanity. We are a weary world lacking 
joy that truly lasts beyond the moment. Humanity is tired, burdened, hopeless. Israel was conquered and powerless, and so it would be by night that heaven would make its announcement. Life was simple for the shepherds, mostly uneventful. They would be tired but alert, watching out for those bandits or wolves, and light would have been welcome in the darkness. If you could meet someone from a different world and they said, just in a word, what is humanity like? Darkness would cover it. We're living in dark times. Isaiah 59, 8-9 says this, The way of peace we, they, do not know. There's no justice in their paths. They've made their roads crooked. No one who treads on them knows peace. Therefore, justice is far from us. Righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light and behold darkness. For brightness but we walk in gloom. This darkness symbolizes the condition of humanity. We need light from heaven to find our way to God. In verse 9, one angel starts the first Christmas party. It says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Tonight, everyone on this side of the room, you're going to be angels. You made a good choice with where you sat. (laughs) Angels are beautiful, tall, pure, bright, strong, immortal. Everyone over here, you're going to be shepherds. Shepherds had a reputation. Common, ordinary, dirty. I can smell you up here, shepherds. Lowest of the low. Salty language. Unclean. What a contrast between the angels and the shepherds. What were angels doing revealing themselves to shepherds? And the shepherds weren't even happy, right? You got stuck working on the first Christmas ever. But you're about to get in the Bible. So one angel starts the Christmas party. And shares the good news. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Good news is where we get our word for the gospel or evangelism. Great joy means mega joy. Compound word, mega joy. And it will be for all the people. This is the biggest news earth has ever received. God's greatest announcement, and it's out in a field to shepherds. I don't know what your biggest news ever has been, the biggest news of your life. So our family, we're announcing that my oldest daughter's getting married next summer. So we've got the invitations, we've got the addresses, it's got to be perfect, the penmanship, the picture, the everything. Okay, we didn't just go to Brookfield Zoo and gather the night crew around, you know, watching the animals and say, guess what? We've got awesome news and we wanted to share it with all of you. Okay, no offense to zoo workers, but... That's not who we shared the biggest news that we have with. It was like the people in our lives who are most important. We did it in a way that was truly special. God's giving quite a sign to these shepherds. But what great news it would be for the whole world. What is this news? Well, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, a Savior. Jesus came down on a rescue mission. That implies that you need to be rescued by Christ or you can't go to heaven. 
Maybe you thought you needed to work your way to heaven or be a pretty good person or give money to the needy or do your very best or become the ideal you. All of that actually is not what the Bible says. Good people don't go to heaven. Saved people go to heaven. Are you a saved person? Jesus is a savior who is Christ. That means the anointed ruler like a king and the Lord. Christ, the promised ruler from the Old Testament, and the Lord, the exclusive holder of power and authority over all humanity and the title of God. The divine Son was born King. That's the news. The child was born to save us. It's the greatest news earth has ever heard. Verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, now angels, here's your line, all right? We're going to put your line up there. Ready, angels? Go ahead and say it. In the Latin, you know a little Latin, Gloria in excelsis Deo. You know that song, right? That's the Latin version of what the angel said. Glory to God in the highest. Now, angels in the Bible don't get out of heaven very much that we read about. And so I wonder if when all the angels were going down to earth, they were like, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are, where are we all going? I wonder if they had kind of some hopes of going to somewhere pretty cool. Are we going to like Angel Palooza? Or are we going to like Paris? Los Angeles, maybe, like the city. Where are we going? Bethlehem. Why are we going to Bethlehem? If I were an angel, I'd be a little confused. Well, there's some shepherds there. Huh? I don't get it. Heaven's king was born this night. Ah! Well, that makes it the best place on earth ever. Now it makes sense. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. All of heaven came down for the birthday of Christ. Maybe you've got a great birth story, a great birthday story, but angels didn't come sing at your birth. You didn't get named by an angel. What an amazing story, the birth of Christ, because the Savior came down from heaven to rescue us. So first, we have to see the light. We need a Savior. Second, we have to run to Bethlehem and worship the King. It says in verse 15, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Okay, shepherds, here's your line. Go ahead. Ready? Set? Go. Not as good as the angels, but well done. They're from heaven. The shepherds are in the Bible because God wants us to be like them. They ran to Bethlehem to worship the king. They went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. God gave them just a moment of heaven. But the angels were just the opening act. He gave them a moment of heaven to take them to the manger where every blessing of heaven was found. Everything God has for us is in that manger, in his son. The fullness of God was there in the manger. They ran to Bethlehem to worship the king, and that's how we must respond. Have you run to Bethlehem? Do you worship Christ? What would you run away from? Probably snakes, 
spiders, bats, bears, run. A lot of people are running away from God as fast as they can. What would you run toward? Would you run toward Christ? That's what the shepherds did. They ran to Bethlehem. Who is God pleased to welcome to worship his son? Not the religious, the rich, the strong, the smart. Those who hear from heaven and run to the manger. That's who God draws near. Have you heard from heaven the great news that Christ is born to save you and have you run to the manger by faith and crowned Jesus your king? One man said the Bible isn't a book about principles to live by. It's a book about a person to live for. Do you live for him because he came down and died for you? Knowing Jesus personally, believing the truth about him is the path to everlasting joy. It's joy that lights up any darkness. It's the way God becomes real to you and life becomes eternally significant because you are bound up to God's people in a story that's much bigger and older than you. I like how the angels didn't come down complaining. Like, oh, thankfully, we get a break from being up there. It's so boring. No, they couldn't wait to continue to praise God. And then they couldn't wait to get back up there because heaven's awesome. Okay, heaven's not going to get a one-star rating. All right, these angels were thousands of years old and they were still extolling the greatness of God. That's the realm that really matters. Let's face it, everything on earth is overrated. How long will those presents keep you happy? You probably don't have presents from five or ten years ago that every day you're still like, joy forever! Because I found that on eBay. No, you can't find everlasting joy on eBay. You can find it in the manger, though, because God came down to rescue us. It really is Emmanuel, God with you, that will get you through this life and the next life. F.W. Borum said this, Jesus didn't simply step aside to look at our sorrows. He went directly to them and lived wholly in them and scattered glorious miracles, sacred truths along the hidden bypaths and in the mean recesses of our existence. Christ came down into our world, man of sorrows, started when he was born. Have you accepted God's invitation to come and worship Christ just like those shepherds? Have you run to Bethlehem? Sometimes people trudge reluctantly, freeze faithlessly, wander aimlessly, turn defiantly, but they never make haste to worship the one who was born king. Psalm 10.4 says, in his pride the wicked does not seek him. In all of his thoughts there's no room for God. Just like there was no room for Christ in the inn, there's no room for God in the wicked. But in Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I come in. Have you opened your heart up to Christ as King and Savior? Have you run to Bethlehem? Have you worshipped the one who is born King? Have you seen the light and heard the message of heaven? A Savior is born. Have you run to Bethlehem? and crown Jesus as your king? The third thing we see here is we have to tell the world. We have to share our joy. It says in verse 17, when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. 
But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. We are the messengers. God wants us to tell the world to share our joy. The shepherds were the first messengers. It was actually the prophets. Then the angels came down. They gave the torch to the shepherds, and now the shepherds are giving it to us. We are supposed to go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Hey, have you ever accepted the mission of becoming a messenger of God? Have you ever said like Isaiah, here am I, send me. Use me, whether to tell few or many, make my life a living message of Christ. People are hurting. They're wondering if God is real, if he knows about them. They feel trapped and lonely and rejected and ashamed and guilty. They feel angry and hopeless and confused. And they need us to go and tell them that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds made it known, glorifying and praising God. They wondered and they marveled at what was said. They found joy. Permanent, supernatural delight found only in Jesus. Your joy won't last for long unless it's found in Christ. The great news is if you find your joy in Christ, if you go there each morning and you pick it up in his presence because of who he is and what he did and what he's promised, you can bring it anywhere on this earth, whether high or low, dark or light, because he'll never leave you. But if you don't find joy in Christ, you'll never truly keep it for long. Have you found joy in Christ? Martin Luther said this, There is such richness and goodness in this nativity that if we should see and deeply understand, we should be dissolved in perpetual joy. Is that your heart? Is that what you see in the manger? Shepherds found permanent joy, and they had it from heaven wherever they went. And God wanted to use them to give it to other people. I like what Carrie Newhoff says, the idea that God would use you and me is pretty amazing. He had better options. Angels could have just stayed down here for good. They could have been the ones going to the nations. Nope, it's us. Angels from the realms of glory who live in the light of God's holy presence after thousands of years came down and sang with unending joy about the glory of Christ. That's our future. We have to tell others while there's still time, knowing Jesus is the greatest joy in this life and the only joy in the next life. Do you know him? The shepherds show us that God meets us right where we are. Maybe you're a nobody. Maybe you're nowhere. Maybe you feel like you've done nothing. Heaven happens right where you are. Your life can be a gateway where glory appears, but don't wait another second. The angels were gone before you knew it. The shepherds had a choice to make, and they ran, and they bowed before Christ the King. Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to truly give Christ all the glory that he is due. In a moment, I'm going to light the Christ candle. That reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world, and then I'll light my candle from that, symbolically bringing you the light of Christ. And then once we've all lit our candles together, we will sing... A song of praise. But I want this to be an opportunity for you. If you have never before truly made Jesus your king, if you've just been going through the motions, if you've just been on your own plan, this could be the time when you, for the first time, sing to Christ your king. The first time you can make him the one 
who is your Lord and Savior. You can truly praise and worship him from the heart. And then he goes and prepares a place for you that you might be with him forever. Let's pray and then we will sing to Christ together. Lord Jesus, we give you the glory tonight. As we have thought about all of these words that describe you, Emmanuel, the light of the world, the Messiah, the good shepherd, the prince of peace, you are Christ, the anointed ruler from on high. So tonight we give you the glory that you are due. We can't run to Bethlehem, it's too far away, but in our own hearts we can set you apart as Lord and Savior. And Jesus, we thank you because you have saved us from all of our sins. Thank you for being the one who was born king. And fill our hearts with all the joy of heaven tonight, knowing that you came to rescue us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We light the Christ candle tonight to commemorate who he is. And then we understand that he is the one who fills our lives with the very glorious light of heaven.
Well, the celebration continues tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Very family-friendly, kid-friendly service, both in person and online. So please participate in that, whether you're here at 11 or join us online. And let this light fill you with all the joy of heaven as you go. And be sure to tell other people the great news of the gospel. Merry Christmas. You are loved. Merry Christmas.